Hey there amigos, welcome to the PPC Burrito Podcast. Hungry for pay-per-click and general marketing knowledge? Well, take a seat at the table and tuck in your napkin because the buffet is open. Hi there, I'm Michael Kenny. And I'm Becky Hopkin. And we represent Digital Gearbox, a PPC specialist agency dedicated to helping businesses around the world grow using Google, Facebook, Instagram and Bing. Becky, how are you doing? Good, thank you. How about yourself? I'm all right. I'm all right. We've rejigged the script. Other than rejigging the script. Yeah, what have I been up to? Um, hard at work, making things happen, keeping all of the wonderful people that we work with nice and happy, which I, I know that you're obviously happy about. Um, but, but other than that, I mean, we are currently looking at a, a new office. We're looking at new digs. New home, a new home. Yeah, we're uh, we're somewhat outgrowing our current space, so we're on the hunt for a new home for when we can. It's it's such a it's such a nice little humble brag, such a nice sly humble brag. We're outgrowing our current space. Oh, um, I I love our current space. We might not get rid of our current space. It's all TBC breaking news, but we are. We are viewing a few options at the moment, and hopefully, hopefully, we will find something new and exciting because we want we want a place where we can all hang out one day. Absolutely. Well, it's it's also it's exciting, and it's it's a bit you know everything's kind of up in the air at the moment given what's going on around us. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know that you know we our, the, our guest that we spoke to today. You know, we were talking about the challenges that you know, this, this pandemic has thrown at us, you know, the, the changes in perception, the changes in, you know, do we even need an office? Mm. Well, we, we want an office because we, we like hanging out. We're a close knit team. And, um, you know, we've, you know, we've, we've experienced some really amazing results over the last 24 months and, uh, should be reflected in our digs, right? Hopefully, hopefully I'm not going to move us to somewhere worse. And we'll put it up say that. What PPC tiffy goodness have you got for us today? Well, we our guest today is is going to be talking about video, and I wanted to link my tips to to video somehow today. So my first tip um, is what you can or how you can utilize video without having any of your own. Ooh. Um, so a lot of people kind of when we're working with them, they say, "What about YouTube?" And then we go, have you got any videos? No. Oh, okay. Um, what you can do is target viewers of specific YouTube videos or YouTube channels with placement targeting across the display network. So you can basically piggyback into the relevant audiences you want to target and make sure you've got, well, not make sure, you can try and get Google to put an ad alongside them. Um so say, for example, you had a an exciting new toy that you wanted to push out to the kiddies, you could target the many, many kids' YouTube channels um, and ask Google to put your ad out alongside these videos. So um, yeah, just a little tip there for anyone who is 
thinking about how they can harness usership. I think when we talk about display network, we generally say the placements across the web, but people don't realize that includes YouTube. And actually, if you look for your placement reports, you see that display ads do feature a lot across YouTube. Um, and you can actually use that as a source of inspiration for which channels and placements you might want to focus um, putting some ads on as well. So as a tip within a tip, another inception. <laughs> Tipception. Tip section. <laughs> well, I, I feel like the, the power of YouTube is sometimes kind of underappreciated, or maybe not underappreciated, but just not explored enough. I mean, given the fact that YouTube is well known as being the world's number two search engine. Yeah. You know, if, if people want to learn something, people want to find something out, they will either go to Google or they'll go to YouTube, and yeah. given the fact that Google owns them, I mean they're they're Scrooge McDuckin in on this. Um, they're having a lot of fun, but yeah, it's it's so. I mean, a lot of people go, "Oh, I want to be on YouTube, but I don't have video, or mm -hmm. I can't put myself on camera." Mm -hmm. um, yeah, there are so many ways around this, um, yeah. you know. And, and YouTube, technically, you know, it's it's you know, is made of two different uh, utilizes two different advertising platforms anyway. Um, mm -hmm. So yeah. If you're not advertising on YouTube, get on get on YouTube. Go on. Off you go. Give it a try. You mentioned today's guest. Should we uh should we have a chat? Let's let's do it. Let's do it. Today we welcome James Quayle from Warpline, a creative content marketing agency specializing in getting you noticed on the internet using the fine art of video production. Welcome to the burrito, James. How you doing? I'm good. Thanks for having me. It's an absolute pleasure. I mean, we, we've known each other for a while, um, but we've been bugging you to get onto the burrito for a while. You finally accepted. We finally got you. Becky, we need to subject this man to a load of questions because this man and Warpline they make amazing video content and uh so we need to pick the brains we absolutely do tell us more james tell us more about what warpline are up to at the moment yeah so um naturally with covid we haven't been out and about um as much as we would like to be we're still technically allowed out and about and we have been out filming a little bit um but it has forced us to really think and look at other ways of doing video um and one thing that one thing i've been really pleased about because i've been banging on about it for ages anyway is i've been really pleased to see that loads of businesses over the last 12 months have picked up their phone and started talking to it because a couple of years ago, if you talked about doing videos on your mobile phone, you would just get laughed at for it being low quality, unprofessional, people felt a little bit weird, they felt like they were, you know, trying to be that kind of YouTuber blogger, which wasn't really their personality. But now I think it's a completely acceptable um, tool for making video content. And I've been telling people to use it for a long time. I tell loads of people to use it now. And I've been very pleased to see that people have actually picked it up and just just started talking to it. Because I think getting over that initial fear of, you know, how am I going to come across? Am I going to come across boring? Like, how do I look? Not wanting, not liking the, the sound of their own voice. I think once you do it a few times, you kind of forget all about that. And you can start to imagine that person 
uh, at the other end of the computer or the phone screen kind of taking in um, whatever it is you're talking about. It's it's definitely it's encouraging to see. I I'm with you. I like the fact that people are looking beyond the need to have polished productions, especially when they start. If they're a small to medium business, it's more about. I mean, for any for any business that's using video, it's all about how you convey the message, right? It's how mm-hmm. you get that message across. It's you know telling a story or, or giving some information in a way that you know. They're not doing video for the sake of doing video, let's say. Um, and, you, you know, obviously, while it'd be nice to have the nice production values, they're not super important, at least right away. But what we are seeing, that I mean, because people have been going on about how video is, you know, if, if you if you want to do social media, do, if you want to do social media well, you got to do video. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's, I think that's, an idea, a seed that's taken and is now this giant oak tree. Everybody does video now. But how in 2021, especially with what's going on right now, how can people do video still on the cheap? How can they do it in a way that sets themselves apart from everybody else? Mm. I think the biggest thing comes down to not being afraid and feeling comfortable with just being yourself which is it's a hard it's a hard thing to get your your head around which sounds bizarre but when there's this funny thing that the minute you press record on a camera or the minute someone you know jumps on a zoom call we naturally kind of put up this somewhat professional version of ourselves and actually there's usually another version of ourselves behind that that is still professional and you can still be this person that everyone looks up to and respects, but you can really be yourself. So the big thing is for me is to really try and be yourself. And the only way to do that is to actually do it. Um, Start recording videos, even if to begin with, you start recording them for yourself and you never share it with anybody. Because over time, you'll get used to being on your own, in your living room, in your jogging bottoms, with your cat sat next to you, (laughs) talking to your phone. It feels really, really weird. And, you know, your partner might come in and go, what the hell are you doing? And it's bizarre. (laughs) But once you do it, you know, three, four, five, ten times, you start to get used to it. And you can start to drown out the noise that's happening in your house and you can just kind of become yourself and talk about what it is that you want to say. So that's kind of my biggest thing, which probably isn't the most helpful thing to say, but it is about practice. It is about just getting used to working with the technology and talking in a very coherent way that feels like mm. feels like you. Because, you know, we all put on this professional stance when we're pitching and talking to clients and that's a good thing but I think if anything COVID has shown that we can really break down some of those barriers and really try and be true and authentic to ourselves which are weird buzzwords that are getting thrown around but we've all been stuck on our houses for 12 months we've all been on zoom calls we've all seen the ins and outs of people's houses we've seen their messy kitchens the washing behind them the cat trying to go to the loo in the background like (laughs) 
there are no more secrets that we can <laughs> hide from our peers anymore. You can try and put up the fancy backgrounds, but at some point you're going to forget and there's going to be something happening. So like we're over, I think we're over that massively overly professional um, versions of ourselves and we can really take this opportunity now to be more authentic for lack of a better description. Yeah. Do you know what I, when you, while you were saying that I was, I was actually thinking, you know, when, when we started with this, with this, with the first lockdown, which feels like a lifetime ago, uh, obviously there was this rise in people that were creating professional backgrounds for zoom calls and things like that. Um, Google recently introduced for hangouts, the ability to blur the background mm-hmm. and, on these massive participatory Zoom calls, I don't really see many people use those anymore. It used to be when people would join a Zoom call, they'd have their banners in the background. People would, I, I think people just stopped giving a shit. They were just like, you know, I, I, some, somewhere it must have slipped and they just went, you know, I can't be bothered mm. to do this. And then it just became the norm. But it, it definitely feels that people are kind of embracing Mm-hmm. the chaos a little bit but you know for myself as well i mean i i started um outside of digital gearbox i started a youtube channel in during lockdown one again years ago and um it was so i learned the my first few videos sucked because what i was doing was i was doing what you what you mentioned i was kind of putting on an act trying to be mm-hmm. kind of not who i am and I recorded a video the other day where I just I just spoke to the camera as if I would speak to I don't know, my wife or or whoever and the reaction to that video was so much better than the first few videos because people now know who I am they now know that there's this legitimacy or authenticity that's there mm-hmm. um, but I do think that's a really difficult thing to coach people out of people really struggle because the idea of talking to their phone or talking to their camera is so unnatural at least initially yeah it's it's completely bizarre and and some people are really 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 um, afraid of it and but I think that's the other thing just just to kind of jump in a different direction like video, is incredibly popular. It's a very powerful marketing tool. But if you're really, really uncomfortable doing it, then you don't need to do it because there's so many other ways that you can create great content. Like if you hate looking at yourself on camera, but you don't mind how you sound, then you can do a podcast like we're doing now. Mm. Or if you're really good at drawing or designing things, you can make, you know, graphics and, and um, like PDFs and stuff. Or if you're great at writing, then you can write. So I think, I think people need to not feel so pressured to make videos if they really don't want to. Um, but like I said before, if it is something you want to try, the best thing is just to try it and do it a few times and, Either don't post it, do it for yourself, or just just force yourself to hit share on you know LinkedIn or, or whatever platform. Because mm. do you know what? No one is going to tell you you look like a twat. <laughs> and if they do, then they're a twat. Like no one, <laughs> no one is going to tell you. Maybe if you're on TikTok or Instagram, but <laughs> no, no one is going to say to you, "Oh my god, your hair is atrocious. You're so boring." Like you should go and like 
just never show your face on the internet again. No one is ever going to say that. And particularly on LinkedIn, like it's a professional network. I know there's a lot more cat pictures and, you know, all that kind of stuff, but it's a professional network. The worst that's going to happen is someone disagrees with you. And yeah. that's fine because there's no real right or wrong in business and certainly isn't in marketing and sales. So, and, 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 you, and someone will come up the woodwork. Someone that you haven't spoken to for years will come up and go, do you know what, Michael, that was really good video. Well done for doing it. Or thanks for doing it. That really helped me out. And you'll go, ah, oh, amazing. And then you'll go and do loads more and won't actually get any work done because you'll be making videos <laughs> Well, but but then also those kind of conversations open the door for mm-hmm. other conversations that might be more relevant to your business because it, mm-hmm. you know, that's that's. I mean, I, I've experienced that before. Uh, I'm sure you've got plenty of case studies with your clients where that's happened as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but with regards to, I mean, we're talking right now about you know the the bare basics. You know, getting a phone, getting a camera, sticking it in your face. It doesn't mm-hmm. have to be you know an expensive thing. But you guys specialize in creating high quality video. Mm-hmm. And there is this myth that it is it is prohibitively expensive to do and nobody can afford it. But that's just not true, isn't it? No, totally not true. A few when when the first kind of set of smartphones came out, mobile phone videos weren't really acceptable and, and the technology wasn't really there. Like the camera was in the phone so that, you know, you could take pictures when of your kids and when you're out for a date and your dog and stuff like that. But Cameras on phones are at a point now where most of them all shoot 4K. So you've got that really high resolution in there. They all come with these um, amazing headphones, whether you've got the wireless like AirPods for your for your iPhone or even the cabled one, where the microphone quality is actually very, very good. And it's it's pretty good at drowning out background noise and really making your audio and your voice a lot clearer and a lot more professional sounding. So I think we are in a bit of a, I hate terms like golden age because everyone uses it, but we are in a bit of a golden age of kind of mobile phones because there is so much you can do with it, particularly if you're, you know, just going to be making videos where you want to share your thoughts and opinions. So right out of the box, I don't think you need anything to create good good video content. It comes down to making sure you're in a room that is well lit, which could literally be standing in front of a window. We've all got big patio doors or or large-ish windows um, coming into our room. So that's a great light source. You don't need to buy any lights or anything. As long as you're in a quiet room and you've, you know, you've shut your kids away and the dogs outside, and you're in a quiet room, then that deals with a lot of the audio for you. And then the only other thing that you probably want to think about is just stabilizing your phone. And you can go on Amazon and you can pick up little tabletop tripods with phone adapters for like 20 quid. You could balance it on a shelf behind a load of books. Um, you know, so you really don't need to spend a lot of money to, to really start taking mobile phone video production seriously and then naturally there are other things that you can you know start investing in if you just want to ramp up the the production quality a little bit but you'd be amazed what you can do just with stuff lying around your house so james obviously as as a video production agency i mean you're giving a lot of good advice how people can just get started themselves 
how how have you been helping people with video do you edit iphone videos do you tell people just to get started themselves how are you working with people and with mobile videos yeah so we've been doing a lot of what we're calling remote video production so we're utilizing mobile phones and we're also utilizing you know zoom and webex and and all the the video conferencing uh, platforms and what we've been doing a lot for our clients is either either conducting interviews through zoom or webex or google hangouts where if they're a little bit uncomfortable about just talking to it themselves we can jump on the call with them hide ourselves from the recording but they can still have that face-to-face interaction like we would if we were out filming properly and we can ask them questions and have a conversation much like we are now so that it feels a lot more natural and we can coax the information out of them in exactly the same way that we would if we were in their office surrounded by all of our lights and cameras so we've been doing that but we've also been conducting kind of guided remote sessions through mobile phones. So um, the benefit to a mobile phone over Zoom or another video conferencing platform is all of those online platforms, they compress the video quality. So even if you've got an amazing webcam, they are going to compress the image a little bit and it's going to look a little bit uh, softer, a little bit more blurry. Whereas when you're on a mobile phone, you're just recording it straight onto your phone's um, memory. So what we've been doing is we've been, it's a bit long-winded, but bear with me. We've been dialing in to say Zoom on someone's phone so that we can see what their phone is recording. We've been using that to help them set the frame up, help them set their lighting up, tell them where to stand, you know, put socks on the floor to say that's where you stand, do not move from that spot. (laughs) Then we're jumping off that, joining Zoom on a laptop, so that we can still talk to one another and we can still direct them as we would normally, but they can record and talk to their phone. So we get a higher quality video recording that we know is going to look perfect because we were there framing it with them and lighting it with them. But we can still have that kind of communication back and forth so that we can have that nice sort of personal experience with them. Once we've done all the filming and the recording, there's then actually a lot that you can do in the editing phase to really jazz up the videos. So we've been creating branded kind of backgrounds that the videos sit onto, which we can then add all kinds of text elements and animated visuals and slides and all kinds of things around it. So it becomes a much bigger production than just the video clip of someone's face. The other benefit to building these backgrounds and having stuff around it and shrinking the video clip down a little bit is it it detracts your eye enough away from the video, away from the, the mobile phone video or the Zoom video that you almost don't notice that it hasn't been done on a professional camera. And I'm basically talking myself out of a job here, but I'm going to carry on. It's been really, really really interesting to do because we've been able to create these amazing videos for for marketing purposes, for internal comms, for recruitment, for training, that they just look amazing. Like, and 
to the untrained eye, you just wouldn't know that it was recorded on a mobile phone because we've gone through the same process, the same setup, the same care that we normally would. We've just done it remotely through the computer. It is amazing what you can achieve with a phone. You know, I'm I'm a big fan of um, the film director Steven Soderbergh, and he he directed mm-hmm. a film a couple of years ago using an iPhone, and that was it. Mm-hmm. And 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 I went and bought the the most recent iPhone Max, I think it's called, yeah. based off of the promise that you'd be able to basically make very cinematic um, videos. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I can't because I'm shit at filming stuff. <laughs> um, but that That is something that I think some companies kind of a little bit guilty of in kind of going, oh, well, you can make these amazing videos. Well, you do need to be good at filming stuff. That's quite important as well. But it is, it is amazing what you can what you can film what you can make if you if you're working i think with the right people or if you have the 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 appropriate skills Mm -hmm. but um you this all sounds like a massive kind of shift in how you're working right now and obviously the pandemic has brought about a lot of different challenges to different businesses and obviously for you it seems like the majority of those challenges are logistical. Mm-hmm. Um, but how how else has the pandemic changed the way Warpline work? Um, but also to kind of take that a little bit further, how do you think the pandemic has changed the way we as consumers are approaching video content online? Mm, that's a very good question. So I think even before the pandemic, there was a bit of oversaturation in terms of video content on the web. I don't know what the actual figure is now for YouTube, but it's something like a billion minutes of content is uploaded every day or something like that. Yeah, something like that. It's ridiculous. So there's a massive amount of video content going up. And we've seen the same, certainly on LinkedIn, which is seems to have exploded over the last kind of 12 months. It seems to be the most popular sort of B2B um, platform now. So it's not necessarily enough just to make a video and put it out, although I am a massive fan of um, making something and sticking it out there because you don't know who's lurking in the background. Um, As much as uh, engagement and the stats are very important, and they are, I do think, and I'm one of them, there are so many people that lurk in the background, consume your content within an inch of its life, but for some reason don't feel the need to like, comment, um, mm. and share. Like The amount of YouTube channels I'm, I watch religiously, but I'm not a subscriber, is ridiculous. Mm. Um, but I still pay attention. I know a lot about them. Um, so I think there is oversaturation with content. So I think you have to be a little bit more creative with the videos you're putting out. Um, and, and it comes back to what I was saying earlier about you have to really be yourself. If you come across too stilted, too corporate, too much like you're wearing a mask, you're not going to grab the attention of people. But if you can be yourself and be comfortable in your environments then that's a big way um, to stand out, I think, with video content. Um, and all of these social platforms love video content at the moment. Like they, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure that LinkedIn in particular is really putting video content to the top of its 
algorithm it likes that kind of content yeah yeah um and then in terms of consumers um we're so used to watching content be it for entertainment purposes or or learning purposes that i think a great way to grab consumers attention is to put video content out because it's generally more eye-catching it's more engaging it helps you build a connection with a person a business a brand in a much deeper way than um, a picture can but i think also we've seen a massive shift in audio content and podcasting um, and actually vid creating videos is a great way to create content for your podcast as well because you can literally just delete the audio uh, delete the video strip the audio out and you know put that out as a podcast particularly if you're very uh, comfortable you know talking for 10-15 minutes about a topic that's a great length for for a podcast you know that's something that you can listen to you know in the car while you're while you're driving to to Tesco so I think Video and audio is just become going to become a much bigger part of our lives. I think we've all stayed connected through video means, whether that's FaceTime, um, that weird house party app that seemed really popular then disappeared, <laughs> um, and and you know Zoom and stuff. So we're all so comfortable or used to being in front of camera now that it's it's just going to continue to be that way. Video has become a lot more important in selling and it's become a much more personalized experience for for buyers and for sellers. Um, so I think video is just going to continue to explode, not just in marketing, but across entertainment, across learning, um, across internal communications and, and education. I think it's just going to continue to explode and every business in some form I think needs to start thinking about about video and you know that's not a plug to to come and hire Warplane or some other you know video agency it's you've probably got a phone figure out what it is you can convey in video and where it's going to go and just start just start making it I think one of the the things I like about yourself and Warpline, James, is is that you you think about the broader picture beyond the video. I think when we mm. caught up um, a couple of years ago, we were talking about the challenges of people just getting a video for the, to, to tick that box, and then they don't really think about what to do with it and how they can utilize it and what it actually means for their mm. business. Um, would you say that's something that separates you from other video production content marketing agencies or what, what is it that you think makes you unique? I think, I think one thing that makes us unique is how comfortable we are with people doing stuff themselves or doing elements of it themselves. Like it would be very easy for us to have a conversation about a video that you wanted to make and me convince you to allow us to come to your office with all of our big expensive cameras and shoot the video and hike the budget up. It'd be quite easy for me to do that. But there's a time and a place for really high polished production values. And there's a time and a place for mobile phone and Zoom recordings. 
And in my opinion, it comes down to, like you're saying, what the aim of the video is and what you're going to do with it. If the aim is to just create video content that aims to add value to people, you know, raise your profile and just position yourself as a thought leader that's going to go out on, you know, LinkedIn, email, you know, newsletters and stuff, then mobile phones or Zoom is absolutely perfect. And the only reason, in my opinion, to jazz the production value up there is if you want to, and that's a personal choice. However, if you are looking to use video as part of a marketing campaign, so for example, you know, if you're running Facebook ads or LinkedIn ads or YouTube pre-roll ads, to me, that's where having something more creative, but with a higher production value adds value to your your campaign. There's more that you can do with professional video cameras. It sounds weird, but sometimes if you want to stand out, you have to be creative and you need a creative person to do that, that can think in a slightly different way. Some people just aren't creative people and they, they will hold their hand up and say, do you know what, I'm not creative at all. That's when you need someone like us or like another company to come in um, and and take over. So to kind of backtrack on that and to make more sense of what I'm saying, if you're running a marketing campaign and you're putting budget behind it, that's where to spend that's where you should be spending your money on professional video quality uh, content. Um, and that's whether that's a promotional video, an advert, a case study for a client um something like that and if you're just trying to raise your profile across the different social platforms and communicate with um your audience or your mailing list then mobile phones are the way to go unless you personally want to to jazz it up I love it. James, I have a feeling that we're probably going to see LinkedIn even more inundated with videos after this conversation. Um, hopefully. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah, I mean, there's no reason why not. Um, I just told James- you how to do it. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, But I'm sure people are going to have more questions. And uh, if, if they do, where can the good people of the internet find you, James? Yeah, so uh, you can go to the Warpline website, which is warpline.co.uk. Um, you can find me on LinkedIn. I'm under James Quayle and I have a lovely old photo of myself that makes me look younger than I am now <laughs> on there. So you Take can me all. Me um, and we are, we are Warpline on all our social channels so you can connect with us on there as well. James Quayle, everyone. There we go. What a great chat. And uh, if that hasn't convinced you to get your phone out and start filming yourself, I'm filming myself right now (laughs) as we speak. It wouldn't surprise me. Really good chat with James, uh, highlighted some really interesting points there. And uh, what we wanted to do is uh, add another PPC tip to the equation, to the show. So we're going for a video special today. But Becky, you've got an absolute whopper of a tip in your back pocket today, haven't you? Yeah, so I mean, we've talked to James about the rise of video and people using video ads, and I wanted to to give a tip um, about something that's really important if you are using video ads, and that is to make sure you add subtitles to your video ads. 
because 80% of people do not listen to the videos with sound on, which uh, I was quite surprised by that stat, but I am That's guilty of, of doing it. I'm guilty. It's a lot of people. I mean, you yeah. scroll through, you you don't want to be spoken at over and over and over as you're scrolling. So, uh, and, and also, I haven't got time to listen to you. <laughs> Is that just on a daily basis? Or... <laughs> Thanks, Michael. Um, so yeah, you should make sure you have captions on your videos. Um, it might not look as pretty. You might have to sort of uh, accept the compromise to your creative masterpiece there. But if you want to make sure people are hearing the message you are putting across, add those captions. And you, there are plenty of free tools. Um, Facebook, for Facebook ads, they have an auto-captioning thing that I always bang my head against. Because <laughs> it, it's more difficult than it should be, but you can do it. Um, but secondary tip again, because I love a secondary tip, is to make sure you proof any auto captioning software used. Because it's amazing the funny things that people think you say when you didn't say them. Or just to add to this, you know, there are a lot of solutions out there that, all right, they'll cost you, you know, maybe a fiver or a tenner to add captions to your video, but some of them look really good. And we are seeing a rise in subtitles enhancing the video experience. You know, I, as someone that watches music videos on YouTube, um, some bands, some artists have now taken to creating just lyric videos. Mm. And you can you can do the same with your videos. You can get a really nice animator to animate your subtitles in a way that really makes them stand out and pop out. Because you know, as we were saying, uh, as we were saying with James uh, during the conversation part of this podcast, it's all about the message. It's all about conveying the message. Without the message, there's really no point in turning on that camera. Um, so if you can find a way to add a little bit of animation to those subtitles or, or just get them to render and display in a different way. That could just be using a different font for your subtitles. Yeah. Um, there's, there's really no limit to what you can do and, and to, it will f make a way to make that video pop and, uh, and get, you know, some of that 80% to actually turn the sound on maybe. Yeah. I'd also say you want to make sure that they line up with, with the audio for the people that do listen, because there's nothing more annoying <laughs> than hearing someone speak and seeing different words underneath. And I've seen it before where people have obviously rushed to get some subtitles on and you're like, you can't help but read along, can you? And if someone's saying something <laughs> else, you're just like, Rah! what are they saying? <laughs> what are they saying? I'm not buying this now. It doesn't yeah. make sense. Yeah. Another wonderful tip, Becky. You're very welcome. Thank you for sharing. Uh, and there we go. That's a wrap. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the BBC Burrito. If you haven't already, consider following us on LinkedIn and also on Twitter and Instagram at Digital Gearbox. If you want to use PPC platforms like Google Ads to unlock more traffic, leads and sales, feel free to get in touch either by dropping us a message on social media or by going to our lovely website www.digitalgearbox.co.uk. So from me, Michael. And me, Becky. Stay safe, stay happy, and until next time, amigos, keep on optimizing. Mm -hmm.